You are listening to the Purpose Church High School Ministry Podcast. Whether this is your first episode or you've heard them all, God has something to say to you. Our vision is to see every student everywhere following Jesus, and we hope this message helps you take your next step in your faith. To learn more about our high school ministry, visit our website, purposechurch.com HSM, and check us out on Instagram at purposehsm. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Just like we prayed before worship, I want all of us to be really open and attentive to how God wants to speak through your peers tonight. Um, and as I've watched our incredible student leaders prepare for tonight, I really thought about the story of Jesus in Mark chapter 5. And at the beginning of that story, Jesus has just um, uh, casted out demons who were possessing a man. And, and afterwards, that man is so changed by his experience with Jesus that he wants to go with Jesus, that he wants to go and be a part of his ministry and follow him around. But in Mark chapter 5, verse 19, scripture says, Jesus did not let him, but said, go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. And I just want you students to be aware of this is exactly what your peers are doing tonight, that they are bravely and courageously um, going to open themselves for all of us um, to um, hear how they have experienced God. To, for them to share everything that God has done for them. It's a brave thing, and so I really want us to um, show our respect um, by really paying attention and then, again, leaning in um, with a very big openness into how the Holy Spirit wants to speak. So um, at this time, would you all help me give a very warm welcome to our very own Marilyn! Hi, everybody. How y'all doing? Good. So if you guys don't know who I am, my name is Marilyn Beauvais. I'm a junior girl here at HSM. Uh, and I'm just so excited to uh, be sharing a part of my testimony with you guys tonight. It's just such a blessing to be able to be on stage here and share how God has changed my life. Um, a little bit about myself. I was raised in a Christian home. And I was saved when I was about 11 years old at Forest Home Summer Camp. It was an incredible experience. But um, a little bit after that, I kind of strayed away from my faith a little bit. And then I recommitted my life to Jesus Christ uh, going into my freshman year. And I got baptized at Western Christian High School. And it's such an amazing opportunity. And now I'm up here sharing my uh, story with all of you guys. And I'm just so excited to be sharing it with you all. But um, I'm going to kind of share more about my softball personal life and not about more like my like personal personal life how I got saved but like how softball how God has moved with me through softball so if all you guys know me like so you know me as like the girl who plays softball like, I'm, I'm a very strong softball girl like I like softball is a big part of my life and um actually how many guys play a sport in here how many of you guys play sport? Okay, a lot of people. Okay, awesome. So you guys probably know that at the beginning of your guys' sport, you guys are probably in like a rec ball league or like, like beginning to play like a little league with like your parents, like your parents were the coaches and like you were beginning to learn how to play and like it was fun and games and then like you started going to like 
travel ball and like going into like the bigger games. We're like, okay, this is getting serious. Like this is more intense than I ever thought it would be. And so um, I started going into travel ball when I was about 10 years old. And then I was moving from about, from every like a team to team, like trying to get into more higher level teams so that more college coaches could see me play and see me express my skills on the softball field. And so I realized that I wanted to be on this bigger uh, level softball team about my sophomore year. My sophomore, like, I think it was my, yeah, beginning of my sophomore year, I wanted to be on this super big softball team. Like, if you're a part of the softball world, this team that I was on, like, this is the team that everybody wanted to be on. Like, this was a huge team that everyone was like, okay, like, this is where you're going to get committed. Like, colleges are going to see this team, and they're going to see, like, everyone working here, and they're going to see, like, okay, these girls are athletic, they're skilled, they're amazing hard workers, and the coaches are fantastic. Like, that's the team that you want to be on. And so I worked so hard. I worked my butt off. I wanted to be on that team so bad. And I remember I just thought, like, this is where God was leading me. Like, this is where I was meant to be. And I remember just going to that summer playing with them. Like, I, I, successfully, I went, uh, successfully, I got on the team. And it was such a, a big blessing in my life. And I remember going in that summer. I didn't get much playing time with that team. But I wasn't really that worried. I mean, it was my first year with the team. Like, I'm not going to get playing time over these girls that have been on this team for what, like years and years before me. And so I wasn't that worried about it. Uh, but then I remember this, the year had ended and I was, I was so ready to go back into my junior year with this team. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get committed to, my, like, get committed to college. Like the, first, like the first months of being on this team, like I'm so excited. And then I remember that team asked me to try out for their team again. And I was like, oh, okay, if I'm already on the team, why would I have to try out again? And so I tried out for this team again, and I remember, like, after the tryouts, I thought I went pretty well. I mean, I didn't think I did anything bad. And then I remember coming back from the tryouts that exact same day. They had told me, hey, we think that you'd be better on this lower-level team. Like, we don't think that you would go as far as these other girls. I think you'd be better on this lower-level team. And hearing that, I mean, you're hearing, like, from somebody, they don't think you're good enough to be on this team that you felt like that you deserved to be on. And they basically told me, like, hey, like, we think you're going to be better on this lower-level team because you're not going to go as far as these other girls. And I was, I was heartbroken. I was very distressed. I was so upset. And I remember just praying to God that exact same day, like, Lord, like, please. Like, this is where I thought I was meant to be. I thought this is where I was supposed to be. Like, I was on this team, and I, I thought I was supposed to be here. I'm, I'm good enough to be on this team. Why aren't I on this team? And I remember that exact same day, I remember just God, like, saying, like, two words, trust me. I remember just hearing those, those two words in my mind, like, through, like, the tears and through all of it. I was so upset, and just hearing God just say, like, trust me. Um, that exact same day, I remember my dad, he's over in the back over there, uh, he got a phone call from one of our old friends of ours, uh, and he's one of the coaches on this other topple team out in, like, Riverside, and they're amazing. Like, I hadn't even heard of this team until, like, I, I mean... I had heard of this team beforehand, but I kind of was straying away from it a little bit because I had been on the same team before, but I kind of had a bad experience on that team. So I was kind of like, eh, I don't know if I want to go on that team. But I remember we got a call from a friend of ours, and then he just said, hey, we would love if your daughter came out to try out for us. And it's, this is the exact same day when I was told that I wasn't good enough to be on this other team. Like, this is the exact same day. And then hearing, like, that they wanted me to try out for them, I was like, wow, 
this is so exciting, but also scary. Like, what if it's the same thing that happened when I was little? Like, what if I get a bad experience in this team? And then I remember just going to that trial the next day, actually. <laughs> and I just remember, like, just feeling so welcomed. I remember one of the coaches on that team, like, gave me a big hug, and he's like, we're so excited to have you here. Like, we've heard so much about you. We're so excited for you to try out for our team. And I felt so welcome on that team. And before the tryouts even ended, I remember uh, one of the head coaches said to me, hey, there's a spot for you. You can take it if you want it. And I was, like, so overwhelmed. I was so happy. Like, from a going to, like, you feel like you don't belong to now leading into a place where, like, oh, like, this is what you meant, God. Like, this is what you meant for my life. Like, through all, like, the trials, through going through, like, the sad, like, disappointments of life. Like, I still, God led me through that, and he brought me into this amazing team that I'm now on to this day, and I'm just so thankful to be there. And honestly, uh, there's a verse that I want to share with you guys, Joshua 1, 9, and if you guys know this verse, it's right after the death of Moses, and uh, the Lord's talking to Joshua, and he says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And this is kind of like my life verse, and it's also just led me through this entire situation with softball because it just showed me that no matter what happens, no matter if, you, if you're disappointed, like, no matter if things don't go your way, like, exactly, or if you feel like, oh, like, this is not, not going to be good for me, like, just remember that God will always be with you. God always has a plan for you. And he's always, like, he's with you every step of the way, even if you feel like he's not. Like, I mean, I thought I wasn't going to be on the team that I was supposed to be meant to be on. And now God led me that exact same weekend to be on a different team that I now love and cherish so much. And so if any of you guys are going through that, if any of you guys are going through the struggles of, like, feeling like, oh, like, I can't get through this trials. Remember, like, God is with you, and he sees you, and he loves you, and he is wanting, and, and he has this amazing plan for you, but just be patient. Just be patient, and God has this incredible plan for you. Just, just trust in him. And remember those two words that he told me, like, trust me. Just put, just place your trust in him, and all will be well. And so thank you guys for listening to me, and I would like to welcome up our next speaker, Malik. There you go. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Ma. <laughs> uh, I just want to get a special shout out to my dad. Feel me? Uh, <laughs> love you, Dad. Just want, just want to put that out there. Um. My life before I met Jesus was, like, bad, like, all around just terrible. <laughs> like, if you could think of, like, something really bad, that's what my life was. Um, grew up in a toxic environment, no father figure, wherever that was at the time. Um, just my mother. Um, just right off the jump, I don't refer the person who gave birth to me as my mother. I refer her as my birth giver. Uh, she couldn't really help me find Jesus nor myself growing up. She was more like a person I was just there. You know, just uh, wasn't really healthy, wasn't really uh, supportive, you know, when I needed her. She was just like a person that would just be there. Um, 
And due to that, I experienced a lot of abuse, a lot of neglect, a lot of isolation. And so because of her neglecting me and not, you know, treating me as a son, I went to the foster care system. Um, and being in the system, I'm starting getting into involved with a lot of unhealthy people, starting to do things I know business doing. I started uh, doing a lot of dumb things. And so uh, I would say, if I could remember, I went up to, I think, maybe 10 homes, five, five group homes and four shelters. Um, honestly, I thought God has, like, forgot about me. He abandoned me. You know, I thought he really wasn't there. I thought he just, uh, he left due to my uh, behavior. But uh, there was this one woman that I met, and her name was uh, Eva Shipman. She passed away on the 4th of July. Um, but she liked to be called Gigi. When I met her, she was, I think, like somewhere in her 70s. I can't remember, but she was like wise, very smart. Um, I remember being with her, and she tried to introduce me to Jesus and try to get me on a righteous path, but I uh, didn't want to. I was more focused on, you know, having quote unquote fun. Uh, yeah, I just didn't take the wisdom that she tried to apply. I didn't really do none of that. Like, I would go to church, but then after church, I would go back to doing what I normally was doing, like a, uh, like a lukewarm Christian at the time. Um, let's see. Uh, the night before court, when I, uh, before I went back on my birth giver, she, uh, she told me that she loves me and that uh, I hope I do well in life. I told her I see her in six months. She told me, don't say that. You know, people change, and I'm like, mm, this person won't change. Well, went back with her six months later. Um, but I didn't stay there that long. Like, I stayed there, like, let's say freshman, sophomore, and I would say a little bit my junior year. But, uh, yeah, after, I believe, my sophomore year, I didn't stay there for that long. No, my junior year. Yeah, I didn't stay there for that long. I went to this family in Riverside. I was very like familiar with them, I knew them. Um, but I didn't stay there that long either because I wasn't where God wanted me. So uh, as I'm upstairs, you know, playing a game with the siblings, you know, having a good time, I get a call from uh, my social worker. He said, bro, I found this family for you. They like, they gonna be on you about your grades, you know, they, they really, they gonna be on you. In my head I said, I don't want that. Be on me, like, nah, I want, I want freedom, bro. He said, nah, like, they're going to be on you. you gonna, your grades are going to be right. I'm like, okay, tell me more about them. So he told me more about them. And he said, like, you can't mess this up. I said, bro, I won't. And so uh, I start packing my stuff. I told the family, you know, I'll be moving to uh, the area that they live in. And so... On the right there, you know, I'm trying to listen to some music, trying to calm my nerves down, you know, just get the feel of it. So we pull up to the house. And I look at the house. It's a nice neighborhood. I was like, dang. It's nice. I don't see no, no kids running around. I thought it was like an old, like, neighborhood. I ain't gonna lie. Like, I feel like, like, you know, like, but uh, I sat in a car for like 10, maybe 20 minutes. 30 minutes max. I was like, I'm not about to get out this car. And my social worker, she's like, come on. I said, no, nah, I'm good. I'm going to stay right here. She said, no, you have to meet them. And so uh, 
I remember grabbing some, uh, I had a lot of shoes back then, I won't lie. I, I grabbed like I think my favorite pair of Jordans out the car. And so as I approaching the house, as I'm getting closer and closer to the door, I, uh, I see my mom, she's smiling. And she looked very familiar. And I looked at her and I'm like, huh, she looks familiar. And so I see her and I see this like big dude. I'm like, dang. I see his legs. I was like, nah. <laughs> Tombstones. I'm like, nah. <laughs> and so when I walked in, they gave me a hug. And she said to me, my mom, welcome home, son. Now that, at the moment, I'm like, whatever. But like looking at it now, that really like hit me. And it took me a while for it to like fully be there. And uh, yeah, just since I've been with this family, I don't call them my, you know, just a foster parent. Those are actually my mom and dad. They really taught me more about God than anything. They brought me to where I needed to be. And I'm finally seeing what God has want me to do, and I can see his plan prosper where I was at or where I'm at now. So uh, a few scriptures that, uh, that I would like to share is uh, Philippians 4.13. I was doing math homework with Gigi, and I, uh, I could have figured out this problem. And I said, I can't do it. Like, I strictly can't do it. Math is not my strong suit. And she said, don't say that. And I said, I'm going to say it again. I can't do it. She looked at me. She said, don't say that. I said, why? She said, that's not a word. And I said, yes, it is. I had a full argument with her. Like, this is a word that I could use. She said, no. There's no such thing as I can that shouldn't meet your vocabulary. So she told me that scripture. Uh, and when she told me the scripture, which is, uh, I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In my head, I was like, what does that got to do with math, bro? Like, that has nothing to do with it. To say, go help me, you know, figure it out. But then, like, later on in life, it actually helped me become who I am. Like, I never use the word I can't. I always say I can't. So now in math, I got like a B, no, a C, which I'm not happy. I'm gonna bring that up though. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, another scripture I like to share is something that my mom had uh, implied for me, which is Romans 12, verse 2. And uh, the Bible says she was doing for this one. I was like, I was questioning it. I'm like, I don't know. What, what do you want me to understand? What do you want me to learn from it? But uh, it was a very, oh, it's right there. Yeah, that, that's my favorite one. I won't lie. Uh, when, she, when she was reading that scripture, I was really like, I let it digest for the longest. And so as I'm still trying to, not confirmed to this one. I'm still trying to renew my mind and keep letting my old self die every single day. This, this, uh, this path is very narrow. It's very small. And so uh, I just want to say thank you all for listening. Now I'd like to uh, welcome over our next speaker, Lexi. Um, hi, I'm Lexi Hidalgo. Um, I'm currently a senior at Claremont High School. Um, how my testimony goes is uh, I grew up in the church. I 
just was like, in the beginning, I was just like going to church, just going through all the motions, just wanting to be there, and then just knowing my parents wanted me to be there, so I was there. And I think it wasn't until like middle school when I wanted to like really pursue like my own faith, like my own relationship with God. But uh, in reality, it just, I didn't know how to do that. <laughs> and I just ended up um, like trying to just copy other people and just try to do what they're doing. So it didn't really, I just wanted to like show that I knew what I was doing, but in reality I didn't, just trying to please people around me. And it wasn't really until high school where I really made my faith my own and started being more like passionate about it. But um, I did have a little downfall and I just wanted to just go into like worldly desires and just go have fun in high school, I guess, what I thought was fun. And just like go to parties, sneak out, like don't tell my parents anything, just have fun at parties, drink, and it wasn't a good thing, and then I just had a really dark moment in my life where I just was falling apart, and I just hated myself for what I was doing and who I was at that time, and it just, I just hated myself, and it, it wasn't until, like, like, summer camp where I tried to, like, recommit my life to God, and uh, in that time, he was showing me that it's okay to, like, forgive yourself, and you're, like, I was so, like, like, forgiveful for other people, like, I would let any, like, forgive anyone, like, I would have such toxic friendships and relationships because I just would let people walk all over me, and I think with having him say that it's okay for me to forgive myself, it really was, like, comforting to hear and just at summer camp he called me to like open up to others and start uh sharing my, what my I'm going through and so I think with me opening up it started having me be <laughs> like created this safe environment for myself and I'm comfortable in this community that really helped me throughout the times and uh, a verse that I would like to share is uh, Psalms 103, 10 through 11. He does not deal with us accordingly to our sins, nor repay us according to our inequities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is he, steadfast love towards those who fear him. And for me, that verse was really meaningful to me because it shows that no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're doing, he will always forgive you and he'll always be there for you, which I didn't believe at all. I really just believed that I could just fake who I was and really just be who people wanted me to be. And I think finding myself and finding myself through God really helped me throughout the years. And I would like to welcome up the panel. <laughs> Give it up one more time for our amazing student testimonies. 
Um, man, that was so good, you guys. Thank you so much for um, being so vulnerable and open and um, inviting all of us into your lives and, and what God has done and is continuing to do. I loved that for each of you. It's not like your story is just over, right? That it's all happily ever after from here on out, but um, that God is continuing to write your story. So um, as our student leaders have prepared this night, they really wanted it to be interactive. And so what we're going to do right now is a live Q&A, and all the questions are totally anonymous. So um, as always, this is one of the only times that we'll ever say this, but everyone right now, get out your phones and go ahead and text any questions that you have to the number on the screen. Any questions that you have um, about something that one of our, our fellow students shared or you have a question about what it means to have a testimony or how to even share it, um, uh, just go ahead and text in your questions right now. If you don't have a phone, um, go ahead and tap the shoulder of the leader nearest to you um, so you can um, put in your questions. Um, and then on our panel, we have Marilyn, Malik, and Lexi, of course. Um, and then we also have Autumn, who is going to be our moderator. So um, we're going to uh, just take um, the next uh, like 10 minutes um, to go through all of your questions. So without further ado, Autumn, take it away. Yeah. Thanks, you guys. Um, our first question is going to be for Marilyn, and it says, how do I write my own testimony? That's a good question. <laughs> OK. Uh, to write your own testimony, I would say first and foremost, go and pray. Like, just, like, like if you're thinking about writing your testimony, like, on paper or you're going to share it to somebody, like, just first and foremost, just go to God and, and ask God to guide you. I mean, it is your story, but it's God working through you to have your own story. And so, like, I would just first and foremost ask God for guidance in that, in that section. And then, uh, and then don't be afraid to hide anything. Like, your testimony is not supposed to be, like, lying or it's not supposed to be, like, faking it but like no like this is supposed to be very vulnerable it's supposed to be you yourself as a sinful like unholy person coming to God and then having God save you through his death and resurrection on the cross and then like you being reborn and so it's not supposed to be something like pretty it's not supposed to be something that's like oh well like oh like it's not supposed to be something pretty like it's not supposed to be like it's supposed to be heartfelt and vulnerable and supposed to be very like personal to yourself and so I would just say like don't be afraid to hide anything don't be afraid to leave out all the gruesome stuff no every testimony is beautiful no matter how big or small you think it is it is all the same thing like as I said before like sinful creatures coming to a very righteous and perfect God and him saving us through his death and, re death and resurrection so yeah that's how you should write your testimony yeah, yeah. Thank you, Marilyn. That was great. Um, this next question, I feel like it would be a good one for Malik. And it says, I feel like I can't put my faith in God because I've been let down so many times. How do I trust God again? Uh, humble yourself. Uh, that's what I did when I was at my lowest point. I, uh, I humbled myself and I said, God, I can't do this on my own will. I have to. I can't. Like, I've been doing it on my own for so long, I can't do it no more. Just take control and, uh, yeah, just have full submission to him and just uh, 
let it rest on him. Yeah, that was great. Um, this one's going to be for Lexi. And it says, um, Lexi, how did your friends take the change in ways that you wanted to live for Christ versus how you were living before that? Um, I think at first I, like, was faking it in front of them. I was, like, being what they wanted me to be in front of them. And then with my other friends, I'll be what they wanted me to be in front of them. And then I realized I just had to, like, drop them, which is, like, not that easy. But I kind of just slowly backed myself away from them, started hanging out with other people. And, like, I, it, it, like, caused some drama. And, but in, in the, at the end of it, it was just really important for me to just cut the friendship off and just stop getting the toxic people in my life. Yeah. Can I ask a question, a follow-up question yeah, on that? Yeah, of course. Um, thank you for sharing that, Lexi. Can I ask you, do you think it's possible to, like, still have some of those friendships with, like, people who don't know Jesus yet after you've encountered Jesus? Does that make sense? Um, I would say definitely. I mean, it, it creates, like, a great opportunity for you to, like, share what, what he's done in your life and, like, how they could, like, relate to you in a way that they like kind of do the same things that you're doing. And I think it could ultimately create a, like a bond with someone if you share like what you're going through. And yeah, I think definitely. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, this question is directed towards everyone on the panel who feels like answering. And it says, how did your life change after you gave your life truly to God? Uh, dramatically. Um, the kids or the people I used to hang around with, I start hanging around with them. I uh, start growing more wisdom. I started, you know, I didn't get as angry as much. Uh, what else? Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, yeah, my life was completely changed. It was, uh, I had realized that I was, before coming my life to Jesus, I was just what you consider like a moral person. Like I would just, I, I wouldn't cuss, wouldn't drink, wouldn't smoke, wouldn't do stuff that would, I feel like wasn't morally correct. But I wasn't actually devoting myself. I wasn't doing these things because I was following Jesus. No, I just did them because I thought, thought they were bad. But after following Jesus, I realized that like, oh, well like, like my life was completely changed. I went from a moral person to now a person who is devoted and is a daughter of God, is devoted to following Jesus Christ, and is her whole life is centered around, like, just Christ at the center. And so I find myself, like, now that getting joy from, like, just, like, worldly things or things that, like, are not Christ-centered. And then now everything I just, I find joy and love about, I just find God in the center of it. And so, yeah, my life was completely changed after following Jesus. So, yeah. Um, for me, I completely, like, changed how I was acting. I would, like, constantly lie to, like, everyone around me. And I think after that, it, like, I realized how much pain and I was doing to, like, everyone around me. And it, like, changed, like, how I behaved and how I acted. Like, my grades were, like, drop like I got like F's and everything and it was really bad but I think once I realized what I was doing it really helped like saved everything around me and created like a lot of good friendships around me so it was cool yeah thank you guys um 
This one's going to be for Marilyn, and it says, how do you stay consistent in your faith? Uh, I stay consistent by just continually, before I make any decision, just asking God through prayer. Like, while I'm like, let's say, like, I have to make a decision, like, for example, uh, for college, like, I don't know if you guys know this, but I am verbally committed to Dartmouth College for softball, and it's, it's, (laughs) it's, it's, it's very exciting, and I remember just going on the, uh, the trip for, like, the official visit, and I remember just praying beforehand, before I even got on that plane, I remember asking God, like, Lord, like, just please, 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 like, make this either the worst trip or the best trip. And I remember before every single decision I made on that trip, I just remember praying beforehand. And even ever, like, after ever that, I just became consistent with that and becoming very, like, okay, like, before every decision I make, ask God first. And, like, see, like, does this align with his will? Does this align with his plan? And if, if, if you're feeling God's leading you toward that way, then, then take that path. And I would just say, like, to be, remain consistent, like, continue to... Uh, Continue to read your Bible every single morning. Like you find, if you find yourself creating more joy from Christ, if you start your day off with Him, reading just like five for five minutes, just read like a little chapter or read a few verses, and you find yourself creating more joy from, like you getting more joy from Christ. And yeah, just continually read your Bible like for at least five minutes every single morning, and then continue to pray before every single decision you make. Ask God, is this aligned with Your will? So, yeah. Yeah, thank you, Marilyn. Um, it looks like we have time for a few more questions, but this one's going to be for Malik. And it says, have you had the opportunity to share your testimony or how have your friends responded to your trust in God? Uh, yeah, I share my testimony with uh, a few of my friends. Um, what was the second part to the question? It says, or have you had your friends respond to, like, how you've, like, put your trust in God? Um, that's a good question. Um, I would just say that for my testimony, I share with, like I said, my friend, uh, my friend Luke, my friend Kasai. Um, I shared that at Hume Lake. I don't share it that often. Um... And then for the second part of that question, I would, I have no comment for that. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I know Lexi. For, for me, when I shared my testimony to one of my friends, they were like a super atheist and like they had nothing, they wanted nothing to do with God. But I was like, I'll just share it to them. You know, you never know how it happened. And so I was sharing and then he, they had, he had like a lot of questions about it and he was like, no, that's wrong. You're just like not a believer. You're just making this all this up. And I was like, no, it's literally like in the Bible. But he's like, he just wasn't really open to what I was saying. And, you know, I can only do so much. But I think I realized that I just like wanted to just share it to him because just start somewhere. But yeah. Thank you. Um, let's see. This one. Okay. Um, I feel like this could be for everyone. Um, was it scary sharing your testimony tonight in front of everyone? Yes. I won't lie. I will not lie. I was sweating up here. I don't know if y'all noticed. Like, I was... <laughs> it's hot up here. <laughs> y'all, y'all need AC or something. 
Um, yeah, it was very scary. I'm not like an like an emotional person, but uh, after sharing my testimony, I tend to like isolate myself, detox, you know, just process everything. But yeah, it was very scary. Like I never shared that in front of like this many people. Like, just all y'all watching me right now is making me nervous. <laughs> um, bro. But. Yes, it was very scary. I'm. Uh, I get very scared while public speaking. So just being up here, like at first, it was so nerve-wracking. I was like shaking, like I was opening my Bible. I was like, I was shaking, turning the pages to Joshua one night. And I was like, hey, everybody, how's it going? It's, it's very nerve-wracking. But it's also just not because I'm like, I'm very scared of public speaking, but also because it's a very like vulnerable story. And it's, I don't. Like, it's very scary being able to share, like, something that's very personal to you. So, yeah, it was very, very scary, but I'm glad I did it. I was terrified. I, like, didn't really want to do it. I mean, I was, I wanted to do it. I really wanted to do this, but I was terrified. Like, I was, I did not, I was, I, I couldn't, I was, like, stuttering. Like, when I was, I could not. I, and then being up here, like, I was sweating. Like, I just, I, I just was standing up here, and I was like, <laughs> I was literally terrified. <laughs> and then my phone kept turning off, so I was like, oh. <laughs> and then, like, it couldn't do, like, a face ID, so I, like, typed my password. I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. For Thank you. <laughs> for being so brave and doing it anyway. Doing it anyway. <laughs> um, this one's <laughs> this one's for Lexi, and it says, um, "Wait." <laughs> um, this one's for Lexi, and it said, "How did God help you deal with like viewing yourself?" Um, I think at first it was just like having people around me like comfort me and. Uh, just realizing what I'm like, realizing the harm around, like, around me, what I was doing, and then like finding out that, like, just reading through scripture and finding out what God's view of me was, and like reading through all the verses and everything, and it just showing God showing me like who He wants, like who He wants me to be, and how He views me, and how I'm a child of God, and after everything I've done, like He still loves me, and. I'm still, I'm like, still part of his family, and he will always be there for me. So, that's really helped me. Thanks. Um, I think that was our last question. So now I'm going to hand it over to Claire. But thank you, guys. Woo! Thank you, guys. Um, wow! Wow! That was so powerful, you guys. Thank you, everyone who shared and was a part of planning this night for being so faithful because I think you gave us, the Holy Spirit spoke through you, and um, we have so much to dive into in our life groups. And so um, as, as I've just been sitting here week after week, uh, each of you students just continue to amaze me. And something that I hope that you hear constantly from um, myself and Eric and Haley and all of your life group leaders is like, you are never too young for God to use you. Like God is, is he 
is revealing himself to you. He's teaching you things. Even if you feel like he's far away, he wants to be close to you. And um, I just think that as you students continue to boldly share um, your testimonies, how you've experienced God, even when you're shaking, but you but you choose to share anyway, um, I just get so excited thinking about how God is going to use each one of you students um, to impact this world for him. So I'm so proud of you all. Everyone, let's follow. Um, our fellow students leads and um, just be ready to share openly and vulnerably tonight in life groups and yes your life group questions were also created